and welcome to Margaret and Mike Explain Things to Me, the podcast where we may not know what we're talking about, but we'll sure explain the heck out of it. So, Mike, how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you, Margaret? I'm good. It's been a really long time. Yeah, since we, we had recorded. some stuff. We didn't have guys. stuff. We had laziness. It's we had some stuff, too. Well, we, also, we had it's stuff. summer, yeah. Yeah, but like this week, we kept doing it. No, I don't want to do it. Um, so... Yeah, here we are. We're very tired. Mike's gonna struggle to stay awake here. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it. We'll we'll try to we'll try to summarize the last month. Has it been a month? Oh my god! I think god. it's probably been a month uh, since we last did this, if not more. So yeah. it's been a while. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So before we get into our topic, uh, let's talk about the our other things. We always like to start with some culture that we squeezed in some time mm-hmm. for, and some internet stuff. So, Mike, what culture have you been able to squeeze in over the last... <laughs> There's been much culture <laughs> consumed, so pick one thing. All right. Um. So I guess this was the 10th anniversary of the movie Step Brothers. So they did the obligatory oral history on the 10th anniversary. Uh, not some sounding, website did. It's not sounding promising. I just... I forgot how much I like that movie. It's really good. I think it might be the best Will Ferrell comedy. Well, here's where I admit I have never seen all of Step Brothers, and what part of it I've seen, I didn't really enjoy that much. So Really? What yeah. part was that? Do you remember even? Like, whatever part was on in the Chinese restaurant that one time we were waiting for pickup. Did they even have the sound on? Oh, wait, no, that was, I think it was a different, I think it was Wedding Crashers, sorry. That um, is a very, very different movie. Um, I don't think I've seen Step Brothers. Step Brothers is the one with the literal crash in it. Um, no, yeah, I've definitely not seen Step Brothers. You know, it's it's one of those Will Ferrell comedy movies, but it's, like, the best one. I can't believe you're talking about that rather than Hereditary, which you really liked. <clears throat> yes, I also saw if you that. you want to talk about weird family was, dynamics, why don't you talk about that one? Um, well, I don't want to get into specifics with those family dynamics. All I know is the Time Magazine article I read about it. Um, it was one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. So if you're interested in that, you should go see it. And it was really, really well done. And everyone did a great job. So congratulations to the cast and crew of those two movies on knocking it out of the park. And you should go see both of them. Okay. If you're into... Will Ferrell comedies or scary movies. How about you? Are you going to make me watch Step Brothers now? I'm not going to make you watch Step Brothers. Well, I made you watch the Royal Tenenbaums last week. Yeah. But it was my... Oh, no. It was, oh, it was a long time ago. It was my birthday. That was ten days ago. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Where's time going? Um, well, well, we'll have a talk about female trouble once it's available to us digitally. Okay. All right. Force you to see that, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I have been um, reading a lot of long books. So I've been getting through an, a lot of books lately, but uh-huh. I have been getting through some longer ones. But um, So I did decide to start a new series on our way to – no, when was I going? That was when I, I went to Philadelphia, I think. Uh-huh. No. When did I start it? Anyway, I started reading um, Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. I don't know how, how exactly it's supposed to be pronounced, but uh-huh. she um, has written these many, many, many of these 800-page books. Um, so I read the first one, and I'm going to start. Sec- I'm reading some actually decent fiction right now. Oh. Um, and so then I'm going to, after that, uh, go back to the rest of the Outlander books, I guess. Um, okay. 
very long books. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. So these books are the first one came out in 1991, so they've been around huh. for a while. Yeah, I didn't know they're that old. Okay. Yeah, so it's there. Basically, the the plot is that this woman falls through the stone circle and lands up in the 18th century. Oh, she's from 1945 uh-huh. when it starts out, and um, so she ends up in the 18th century and sort of builds a life there. Hmm. And then the question is, what does she do next after that? Which I won't get into because there's a lot. So, but she does. Um, I guess my impression from looking at the summaries of the rest of the books is she travels to various points in time and then, um, various members of her family. You know, it's like it's very complicated. Because uh-huh. I was thinking, like the first book, I was like, oh, this is a nice story, but I don't quite see. I don't know how you'd make this into you know eight thousand pages worth of hmm. material. Or a TV show. Or a TV, yeah. Well, the TV show, I mean, you can make a TV show of anything, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll be the rest of my summer. Okay. And if I, of course, um, every moment of every day, I'm in a state of panic about the fact that I need to write a book that is not as done as it needs to be yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> but I'll keep working on it. So, Mike, uh, as you struggle desperately to stay awake, I was just blinking at the cat. Oh, well, yeah, the cat's here to record with us. Yes. Um, What did you find on the internet lately that was of interest or outrage to you? Did you see that Refinery29 money piece that got shared everywhere today? Today? Yeah. I did not it was called, actually have um, time to look at the internet today. Living really. in New York on $25 an hour. Oh, I saw that headline. I saw people making snarky comments about it, but I I truly was very busy at work today. All right. Um. Well, l- let me explain to you by reading you some quotes here why this was... People had a lot of feelings about this. Additional income. On top of my intern salary, my parents gave me an 800 a month allowance, and my grandpa also wires me $300 every month. Hashtag blessed. Monthly expenses. Rent. I live in a one-bedroom, one-den apartment. The total is $4,050. My share is $2,100. My parents pay. Wait, what? Student loan payment. $0. I'm still in school and my parents pay for my education. Health insurance. $0. Phone bill. $0. Netflix, Spotify, Amazon. $0. I use my parents' accounts. What does this person mean to do if his parents are killed in a tragic accident? Well, I mean, this I is part of this... I don't wish anything upon this guy's parents. Is trend I've noticed in the last... Geyer. Lady? Girl? I think girl's appropriate. Yeah, I would say case. so. If, if your parents are paying for all your stuff, then yeah, you are not a grown woman. But yeah, this is this trend I've noticed of all these pieces like that are supposed to be giving financial advice, and then when you actually read the piece, you find out that this person is getting an insane amount of money from their parents. Well, I wouldn't call it... Ad- Why do you think that is? I think that people. I think people who are in school and don't have a job have a lot more free time to write articles. Well, than, yeah, this is like, but why? Why would somebody? Why would someone that? publish that? I think. Well, I will Especially say with there, that headline. there are a lot of people. That headline is unfortunate. There are a lot of people who have everything given to them and and yet complain about not having enough money or feeling like they need financial advice. Um, you definitely, I mean, you de- I can think of several people uh-huh. throughout, you know, in college, but, you know, grad school, there are people you run into who claim to be poor, and yet you look at their actual 
existence and you people you might personally yourself not be earning that much money mm-hmm. but you're still like the things that other people are spending their money on that they make you don't have to spend your money on so um you may not have quite as many luxuries so that might be the kind of market where it's like trying to encourage people to think about themselves as being better off than they are like understanding that i always felt like um i mean this is why i don't think it makes sense to pay for your kids college completely I will Mm -hmm. say realistically, um, I don't think there's a way anyone could pay for college. I mean, people do, obviously. Um, But you look at how much it costs, and (laughs) I mean, it's just not like no one has that much money. Mm -hmm. So I don't, uh, I don't know how it's even, and especially when our kids are in college, like what they're estimating the cost will be. Like, there's no way, there's no way we could possibly afford that. It's not the. Well, okay. So my my point is, I think that there's a benefit in in understanding exactly what the cost is of things, uh-huh. and having to make some choices. I mean, like I feel like I always sort of in college and grad school, like in grad school, my apartment had cable included. Like we wouldn't yeah. have gotten cable otherwise. And heat. There weren't streaming services the same. I mean, you had your CDs that you ripped on your computer. You know, like you didn't right. do things. Some of those ongoing subscriptions that people rely on now. Um, you didn't have. So anyway, I can't explain why people keep publishing those things. Um, I do think there is a. I do think there is a role for the um, financial advice for people who are like should be comfortably well off and and need to just sort of figure out how to maintain that or put things in perspective. Yeah, but like there is this book that I really liked that I kind of used as my financial planning advice, which is kind of, the guy's kind of jerk but um so i will a teach finance you, guy is kind of a jerk yeah well i will okay. teach you to be rich you remember that book yeah, I read yeah. like 10 years ago and basically did everything that way and it's essentially worked mm-hmm. um and his thing was like be realistic about what you're actually going to spend your money on like he's like you're gonna want to have an expensive wedding now i think i read this after we were already married and we did not have we you know we paid like our wedding including everything was probably a third of what he was suggesting people mm-hmm. save. But he's like, you're going to want to even, and I guess his point was like, even if you don't want it for your wedding, like maybe your kids, whatever you like, you're going to want to yeah. pay for your stuff for your kids. You're going to want to have kids someday. Um, you're going to want to do all these things. So just be realistic about the fact that you need to save for those things and don't pretend you're not going to spend the money. Cause his point was like, you're going to spend the money. So just mm-hmm. save it rather than, and, and there are things like, you know, your daily latte habit. If that was truly mm. the thing you wanted to spend your money on, like, don't try to cut that. You know, if you're spending 3 to $4 a day on that, that's not, in the scheme of things, that is a, it is a fair amount of money, but it might be the thing that's the most interesting for you. So, um, so you, you know, you like save thousands of dollars when you can on the big things and, mm-hmm. and don't worry about the $100 that you're, so anyway, that was one where I thought that message could be kind of off-putting because people have lots of money in general, but it's just, you know, saying like, you may have, you know, $75,000 or whatever that you could, but like be realistic about where that needs to go. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my soapbox for whatever. But, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I'll have to read that article because that sounds very infuriating. I, I mean, I realistically never read a single thing on Refinery29 except for occasionally I'll look at the what's coming on and off of Netflix. Mm-hmm. report they have on there i do find that helpful do they have a good one um i mean it's probably more aimed at my particular demographic than yours okay so i don't know that i would encourage you to look at it but all right i don't look at it all the time but the only yeah. reason i see anything from it is because my friends on facebook like it and i see less of it now because of the whole 
Facebook algorithm, so mm-hmm. I really never look at it anymore. Hmm. I'll take a look. Okay. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, I co-opted well, your thing. Well, I sort of told you the important part. Is this, okay. There's this whole subgenre of financial advice that seems like it's aimed at everyone, and then when you actually get into the details in there, you see, all I started off with is $30,000 for my parents to invest. So I don't wait, know why rent, people keep doing that. Is it a two-bedroom apartment, or it's so they should have, have a roommate? Yeah. But it's a four thousand. The rent is four thousand. Yeah. Dollars a month. Uh huh. That is horrifying. Yeah, I know. Oh my god. Okay. Like that right there. Uh huh. No one can live in New York. No one can live in New York. Why do they try? That's insane. I don't know. Okay. So what do you have for us? I, you know. There's a lot of things that happen on the internet. Yeah. I have been trying to spend a lot less time on the internet, I will say, in general. Uh-huh. Um, or at least social media. Well, I spent more time on Facebook probably and way less time on Twitter. Twitter was driving me crazy. So I had the I, opposite thing. Well, what I did... For the same reason. Yeah, your friends on Facebook are really annoying. Yeah. I spent a few minutes scrolling through your wow. Facebook, and I was like, whoa, I get why you can't be on here. But I think all my people like that were on Twitter. So uh-huh. I actually moved Twitter out of my social media folder on my home screen mm. and moved it. It's all in its own little self on the last page, so ah. much less likely to go to it out of force of habit. But what I, was, I found interesting about the algorithm is that I'm seeing a lot more uh, new jobs and babies and things like that. Than I am political outrage. Okay. So I'm not sure what they've done, or maybe it's just, maybe everyone's just getting new jobs and babies right now. Uh, Yeah. Maybe it's just based on like what I, but these are not people I know a lot of times. It's other people liking and retweeting specific kinds of congratulatory things. Like I got this new job, or this baby was born, or I'm going to have a baby. Um, I mean, I'm just seeing all these. Every day, just like five people, like, oh, here's this great new job I'm getting. I'm so pleased to announce this. Um, and I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing here. So anyway, um, that's my thing. I'm just confused about, like, maybe Twitter knew that I was mad at it and it's trying mm. to entice me back. I'm like, look, no, it's just babies and new jobs. No one's awful. There's no political terrible things happening. Mm. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's going back in my social media folder for a little while, though. Well, I wish Facebook would find something to try and get me back. I think you just need to get rid of all those people you're friends with. <clears throat> or like hide it. Can you unfollow? Just unfollow them. I'll have to ask later which people you mean. It's the people who know you. Is that every single person on Facebook? We'll talk later. Okay. <laughs> it's, I'm sure it's no one who's listening to this. Well, maybe. I don't know. Oh dear. I don't know who you mean. You want me to get... We'll just, talk later. No, I'm not talking... I'm just saying, like, if there's a, a type of post that annoys you, unfollow that person who posts it all the time. Mm, okay. You can like them as a person and not like the culture that they put out there. Mm-hmm. I find that frequently. I just don't think I like Facebook anymore in general. A, I feel like that's a very male thing to say. Okay. I don't know. All right. Anyway. Well, I don't. Maybe it's just you. Okay. Meanwhile, I love Facebook more than ever. Well, good. I'm glad you found something you enjoy. <laughs> it's hard to do in life. I'm not going to stop you from doing it. Check out anything. our Facebook page, facebook.com. Oh, right. MMExplained. Yeah. Yeah. You like that on Facebook, right? Of course I do. Yeah. We post links to something. Uh-huh. 
All right, well, let's move on to our topic because I I have sure. this um I have this cat on my wrist now that is um a little animated cat that for my Fitbit watch mm-hmm. and apparently if I stay up past my bedtime this cat will fall asleep hmm. or cause me problems in some way mm-hmm. and if I don't walk enough it'll run away from home and it, so unlike the real cat who's just digging, digging his claws into your leg. Yeah. Oh, but see, oh, you know what's working here? When I'm petting the cat, it's reading it as a step, and huh. the little cat on my wrist is walking. Okay. The point was, we need we need to get this this episode done. Yes. So, um, we were gonna talk about um, New Orleans because we went there. You don't have to kick him. He's fine. I'm not kicking. I'm nudging him. Um, I would the, never kick this cat. He is digging his claws into my leg. We went to New Orleans about yes. three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Is that when it was? Yes. And um, why did we do this? We went there because I, two reasons. The American Library Association annual conference mm-hmm. was held there. Um, and I had last been there in, I think, 2012? I can't remember when it was last there. I didn't hmm. go last time it was there because I had reasons, but I didn't go. Um and the time before was 2007, like right after Hurricane Katrina. It was the first big conference that was held there after the hurricane. And mm. a lot of like big meetings had been canceled there. And the, the uh, ALA conference was the first one that, that they came back there. So that gave other people the confidence that they could still come to New Orleans for their big meetings and, mm-hmm. and keep the um, stuff going. But then, so that was really important. And there are still people like cab drivers or whoever will still thank people for, hmm. for that, um, which I don't, I didn't experience that myself, but I heard other people mention it. The other reason we've been married for 10 years, 10 whole years. I mean, I don't how I don't, I don't understand that. Mm. Well, we did it. Yeah. Um, we got married as children. I mean, just to put that, make that very clear. We were very young when we got married. Yeah. Um, so we're not that old now. But we just got married a long time ago. Um, so this seemed to be, with 10 years of marriage and two children, this seemed to be the time to abandon our children for five days and go off to another city. We, we left them with people. Yes. It's there okay. were many caring adults <laughs> in their lives, and we called them every day. Yeah. I think they were. Ju- I think they were fine. I hope so. Anyway, uh, and you'd never been to New Orleans. No, never. I had been there in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it wasn't. No, it would have been 2006 that the conference was because the hurricane was in 2005. Okay. Yeah, it was fall of 2005. I remember that pretty clearly because I sat in my dorm room senior year just reading news coverage and watching TV nonstop for it. Hmm. You know how I am about uh-huh. hurricanes. Um, so, yeah, I went in 2007. I guess Alien must have been in 2006. I can't remember for sure now. Anyway, we don't know what we're talking about. That's all going to the show. So, um, but you had never been there. So, and I'd only been there for basically 18 hours or so. Okay. On, on my epic cross-country road trip. But it was a very memorable time. Like, we kind of did the main stuff that people do there. We uh-huh. got beignets at Café du Monde. We went down Bourbon Street at 2 a.m. We ate some food hmm. i don't we ate a really good place mm-hmm. i think that i um i met up with a friend from college i was there with friends from college a friend from college and we met up with a friend from college so it was um it was a good time but um i thought you would really enjoy the city i did but um so so let's talk 
kind of from your, as your first visit there, what did you think? Was it like you expected or not? Um, I expected that it, I expected it to be overrated, but it was not overrated or underrated. It's exactly rated, I guess. The popular culture vision of New Orleans is accurate. Mm-hmm. Like the things that, that for you, I'm saying that, that was your film. Yeah, except I enjoyed them a lot more than I thought I would. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the point. Yeah, there are things there that are not pleasant. Mm-hmm. Like walking through the French Quarter on a very, very, very hot day when everyone's just been throwing up. You know, mm-hmm. it's not great. Um, but it's, you know, I think there are a lot of things where you feel like you're in a party even if you're not. Yeah. So that's good. At least the part, of course, we were only in the touristy part. So I will add that um, we, yeah, we did go in some places. We did end up going to some places a little bit outside of. Yeah, we went, like, like near the colleges. Yeah. So we did go a few other places. We met up with... Um, wasn't well, we went with my cousin who lives in New Orleans, and she took us to a place that was a little bit out of the way. I don't know if we would have found it otherwise. No, we wouldn't. It was right by the Banksy in, in New Orleans, so we had fun seeing that. Uh-huh. Um, and then she recommended her favorite restaurant, which was definitely out of the way a little bit. We took the streetcar over there. and um, It was really good. Yeah, so we did try to get to some other places. But in night, and you walked around quite a bit to some other neighborhoods. Yeah, but uh, I was mostly on foot there. I didn't go anywhere to so we didn't see downtown the central business district i guess it's called yeah so we didn't see kind of the grittier parts and we didn't see like suburbia which i'm mm-hmm. sure exists in swaths um i was actually just listening to an interview with naomi klein earlier and she said that after um it, she this is she was talking about shock doctrine mm-hmm. an example from that um of after Katrina, the you know the Hurricane Katrina um, and gas price task force hmm. basically was literally called that, and they were like their first thing was shut down all public housing and don't reopen the schools, and that was mm-hmm. their their answer. And Mike Pence chaired that committee, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, so that was interesting. <laughs> but so there's a lot of there's a lot of things. I um, read Five Days of Memorial when I was giving birth to our older child. Not the best plan. So I think I had spent a lot of time since 2007 reading about kind of all of the economic injustice issues. And then I had seen a presentation not that long before. Um, I have a colleague at work who um, does mapping of hotels in New Orleans that were used for um, sort of the slave tourism. So they would people Mm -hmm. come in and see, you know, just look at slaves. And it was really kind of um, Mm. a lot of those hotels are really a harrowing past if you look into what kinds of things were happening there yeah i did ask him about the hotel i had picked i did check with him hmm. he said no, that one's okay you see a bank you're not gonna okay good <laughs> like because i was like i cannot go stay at one of these hotels that has this awful mm-hmm. i mean i could but then every time we walk through the lobby i would give you a lecture on you know the the, the evils that lurk in history and i think well, we would have gotten annoyed by that i'm nothing else. happy to but there are a couple times just go to the hotel and I did lie down I did give you various discourses on some of these things at various uh-huh. points because um, I think it's it's one of those places where if you go you just have to be to, to my mind you have to be so aware of the weight of history all the time yeah and and the choices that you're making all the time um 
I think, you know, talking to my cousin, she said the problem, so I was, I was talking about, like, she, she's saying, like, it's a very trashy study. It's a little trashy even for her. And it's trashy mm-hmm. in a couple of ways. There's things that just aren't maintained. So there are sidewalks that just aren't there. Like, we're walking yeah. down a gravel road, you know, gravel road within walking distance of downtown because we walked there. Um, and things like that, where just things aren't maintained. And then, like, things like recycling. There's no recycling anywhere. No. And that even where there is, they just take it to a dump because there's no, they don't have a plan for how they're going to actually recycle it yet. Uh, there's a separate dump for recycling. Yeah, essentially. They'll deal with it later. Yeah, but everywhere you go, people are throwing, there's just so much garbage everywhere because you can walk around drinking all the time. Mm-hmm. And so you create, without intending to exactly, you create a huge amount of garbage in a very sensitive environmental location, you know, sensitive for all kinds of reasons. And there's no way to even, even if you want to do better, you can't like, and I ended up, um, I mean, I was almost tempted to like pack all my plastic bottles hmm. and bring them back. Cause there were a lot of things we ended up throwing away there. Like, well, if I brought these back, I could probably recycle them, but mm-hmm. they're not going to fit in the suitcase. And someone went a little overboard in the exhibit hall. Um, Guilty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's sort of my... So, and I think when I was there in 2007, it was much more clear because a lot of things weren't open yet or they mm. all had their signs up, up of like when their occupancy had been recertified after post-Katrina. So that particular event was so, you know, kind of evident everywhere you went. Um, so it was easy to kind of keep an eye on that. And I didn't know about all the slave... Uh, was this one of the slave auctions? It was more than just like slave tourism. Like people would just like come and, you know, it's like ex- exhibit... I don't know. Um, but it's like all these kinds of things. I wasn't aware of all that. I hadn't read Five Days at Memorial yet because I don't think it had been written yet at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I think I went back with a much more clear vision of, of where the things were. And my cousin took us to some, you know, we walked past the Greyhound station and she was kind of apologizing for it. But I was like, you know, this is, I feel like the, the bus station or what, you know, I think that's where you get a much more clear idea of what reality is like in a city. Yeah. Going to the bus station. Um, and she showed us this one building. I've been wondering about it. It's this skyscraper that cannot be used for anything or torn down because it's all asbestos. And I guess if someone had a ton of money, they could deal with it, but it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just this really tall, abandoned skyscraper. That is fascinating. Yeah. Um, so I did feel like we got a little bit of those, those pieces of things, but yeah, yeah. Maybe let's talk about fun things. Uh huh. There were fun things. There were a lot of fun things. There was mostly fun things actually for us, for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, my, I'm trying to think my favorite place was the vegetarian place that I, I dragged everyone to mm-hmm. I mean they had meat there too but they had a lot of vegetarian stuff and that was fun because it was like an interesting take on various what did you things. get there um well we had tater tot nachos yes yes so they have tater tots and then there's nacho stuff on top so we had ours had cheese pickled jalapenos and vegetarian chili yeah it was funny because it said vegan chili but then I people were asking about they were all these are not vegan. Like, it's cheese and sour cream. Yeah. The the chili may be vegan, but that's irrelevant to the to the tater tots. Um, and then I had a sandwich, and um, I can't remember exactly what it was mm. on it now, but it was very good. Was it, like, barbecued tofu? Yeah, I think it was probably that. So, but it was, like... So I tried I, to get a cheesesteak. It was not... They didn't do it right. Well, why did you get a cheesesteak in New Orleans? I don't know. I thought maybe they'd do it right. Well, I don't. I think that was your own fault. I've never had one in Philadelphia. Well, it was funny because I was asking. I started to ask you, like, why didn't you just get that? And then I'm like, oh, you weren't in Philadelphia with me. I was 
there by myself. Yeah, so. you were there by yourself and to I, have fun. And I didn't get a Tuesday. You had fun. So, um, but we ate a lot of, some of the food was not so good. Because I think the first mm-hmm. night we went to a place that was much too touristy. It was like a touristy take on the the location was kind of interesting. Like, it was a cool thing. Yeah. The food was fine, but it wasn't. It was all right. Yeah, it wasn't great. We well, did have a lot of really good food, though. Yeah. I would say my first day and a half was pretty much all disappointing meals. Mmm. I don't think it was till Saturday night that I actually had a meal. I think that's when we went to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, part of it was because I was eating food, like, at the, con- you know, the convention center caterer. Yeah. That's not going to be good. Yeah, but it was just like what you know, and like things I did. It was fine then. That on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, what about drinking? Um, they'll just if you ask, they'll just give you a to-go cup for your drink, and they you can just walk around with it. They don't even ask. Do you remember at that bar we were at? Yeah, lunch? that was a good sandwich at that bar. Um, oh, was that Saturday or Sunday we went there? That place was really good. I that place that. was really good. Um, but anyway, that place, you just asked for the check, and he brought you to go up with the check. So then I poured my beer in the check and walked back to the convention center you while did, drinking a beer. You didn't pour your beer in the check. In the cup. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened to him before, but not this time. I was very polite. Oh. Yeah. That was weird. I mean, I think, well, it's funny. I would know it was the thing before, and I was trying to explain it to you, and I don't think you kind of got it. And then I had, um, you know, other people were sort of coming across this for the first time and didn't know it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember very clearly my friend was saying, like, why did they give me this beer in this awful plastic cup? Like, why did they give me a real glass? And I said, it's because they expect you to walk home with it. Yeah. But that was a... That was a revelation. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so stuff like that was um, fun, funny to watch people who didn't realize that was the rule. Yeah, I don't feel like I took advantage of that enough. Well, and you can drink anything outside. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to. I guess you're not really supposed to carry around like a glass bottle, but I was at a, um event on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon where I had a glass of wine like, way outside the boundaries of where it was supposed to be i thought mm-hmm. um and that was so that was okay um we got sunday night we took our drinks across we had to wait a really long time for a table yeah so we took our drinks across the street and came i mean uh-huh. i guess they figured we weren't going anywhere because we, we paid for our drinks and we were waiting for a table so i didn't think we were going to disappear with the glasses i guess um yeah so that was weird I was, there's so much, there was so much alcohol there, like everywhere, and you kind of can't avoid it. We weren't trying to avoid it because we were there for a special occasion, but I was asking my cousin who's a bartender how people handle it, um, because it seemed like it could get really bad, and she Uh said, you know, you kind of, people who successfully live in New Orleans for years figure out how to do a reasonable level of day drinking, they feel they need to or want to, um, and, but the but a lot of people can't handle it, and there are people who flame out pretty quickly because mm-hmm. it's it's just too much, and it's too prevalent. Uh, so that that is a, a struggle for people. Um, how about music? Um, anytime a place is, someone says, "Oh, this is a great, this is a live music town." A lot of the live music I've found out ends up being just like electric blues, southern rock type stuff that all kind of sounds the same. We did manage to find, like, an actual New Orleans jazz band 
though, which I was happy about. Not just because it sounded different from all the other music people were playing, but also because it was actually good. Yeah, I guess. So it was, you know, you met on, on Saturday night? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a very, um, that was very crowded there. And it was what we just ran into. A lot of people showed up there. Like, we just ran into people we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's, we did, there were a lot of good options for music that we didn't get to because we didn't have the time. So yeah. we did try to get out to a little bit. Um, I think it's interesting. There's just so much music everywhere. Because, again, everything's kind of a party. Like, there's these mm-hmm. party buses that go around where people are dancing on the bus with, like, open sides and they're playing music. There was one, like, a dance floor on a bus. Hmm. Um, you know, bars are wide open, so you can hear the music coming from there. Um, yeah, a lot of it was, like, kind of whatever. Yeah, it's not exactly what we listened to, but but the jazz was good. Yeah. I wish we could have seen more, but I think that was, um, you know, it's like if you go on vacation, you actually could do more. But I had, like, really early meetings pretty much every day other than... You had stuff to do. I was so busy there. I really, uh-huh. it took a lot out of me, that conference. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot being fit in. But we had a really, I think we generally had a really good time. We did. And I didn't advantage you to go to too many receptions. No. Like the first one I had to go to, you got to come to as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how about, did you, did you actually have conversations with anybody from New Orleans or were they all conversations with tourists? Um, I had a conversation with someone who had done disaster relief there, so he was familiar with the city, and then we ran it, and then I met up with one of my friends who's living there. Yeah, I guess we sort of cheated since we we had people that lived there that we knew that we met up with. They're not, like, native to New Orleans. So, like, no, but, like, I got, we drove around and went to Audubon Park and... Yeah, that's when right. We got so to you, see some fun you did stuff, see other and I stuff. got to hear all about the city from someone who lives there. And she has lived there for kind of a while by now. Yes. Like probably what, like ten years or something? I less, don't remember. Than, I don't know. Less than that. I think. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I got to see a bunch of fun stuff. I did feel like it was. I think with the schedule we had where we were, it was difficult to talk to people who. Yeah. Like actually, live. I think we. I mean, I had a few like offhand chats here and there with like the bus driver one day for mm-hmm. the um, shuttle bus. Had this little, he was talking about uh, various. He was pretty, you know, pretty entertaining. Hmm. Um, he recommended some things. So, um, but I do feel like that was something that is difficult in that setting to yeah. really get a sense of things. So it's yeah. like, I mean, of course, when we went to Los Angeles, it was like. My most memorable conversation was the vagrant at the bus stop where we had a very lengthy conversation. Hmm. Um, but again, that's that's what I, I yeah, go to the bus. They're not, I mean, we took public transportation in New Orleans too. So mm-hmm. I think the buses, I guess, are, I, I don't know. I never took the bus other than the conference bus. We did take the streetcar. I tried mm-hmm. to take the bus, but it wasn't, it was not running very well. Yeah. Believe so it or not. I and mean, there's no way to get from the airport, really. I mean, there are technically ways you can get from the airport on public transportation but they didn't seem very feasible especially with the schedule we had Mm -hmm. so you know it's a lot of things i just wish that people would put in a few options but at least the street cars were still there and they were very cool they're a historical landmark actually we we rode on them yeah so i think that i felt like i really feel like at some point i would like to go back just sort of maybe even see more of Southern Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Probably take the kids next time. And your um your sister sister's family goes pretty much every 
Christmas. It seems like, well, they have got often at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Not every year, but but they do that sometimes. So that's uh, that might be a better time of year to go on. It's like this probably, the weather's probably a lot more pleasant. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I felt like there were a lot of things I would like to see. I didn't really see any museums. I saw I would, a sculpture garden. Yeah, but I would like to see museums. I would like to see out, you know, some nature, all that kind of stuff. So I think we'll we'll have to we'll have to go back from it. Probably not immediately, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's definitely a, a really it's a it's a unique place. There's yeah. just nothing like it. That's what unique means. So I didn't need to say it twice. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think when I'm ex- explaining how language works, that suggests we probably come to the end of, yeah. of, the, of the episode. Yeah. Um, we'll try to be back sooner. We're going to Ohio next week, so. I've heard Columbus is a really cool place. Well, you, I'm the only person who's told you that, so. Well, I, I know. Oh, no, cool Emily told from, you that, too. Yeah. I know yeah. some cool people from Columbus. Well, you know, people, yeah, whatever. We're going to Columbus because we have to go to Columbus. And we're making many stops throughout the great state of Ohio. Yeah. So maybe we'll report back. We'll, we'll update our Ohio episode. Did we do an Ohio episode or we an Iowa episode? Did we do an Ohio one? I don't think so. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have to do an Ohio episode. Okay. I If we didn't do one yet. I've actually lived in Ohio before, so that gives me a slightly more mm-hmm. in-depth opinion of it. Not too much more, but a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so... So we'll be back hopefully in a couple weeks to explain some more things. But in the meantime, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm Margaret underscore Heller. I'm M underscore Burnbaum. If you do at message me, I will get a note about it. So like, don't worry. Even though I hate Twitter, like I still Mm -hmm. didn't turn off all notifications. God forbid. I might see it first if it's extremely time sensitive. (laughs) Well, no, because I get the alert on my watch. Oh, right. Well, you don't get a watch. I don't even have a watch. Well, you especially don't have a little cat on your watch. How's that cat doing? It's probably saying it's about time for bed. I uh-huh. also didn't get enough treats for it yet today, so it's going to be in me. Hmm. I know. Sorry, cat. Well, you can try again tomorrow, I guess. Yeah. The real cat is pretty happy with us, though. Yeah, the real cat's happy with us. Um, that wasn't the point of the reasons you finished in the show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Twitter, Facebook.com slash MMExplains. I suppose you could rate and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud if you care to. I no pressure. I don't know. I'm not, like, that tied to it. It's it's more, it's really kind of, I don't think my emotional stability can really handle it, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, and we'll be back in a couple weeks to explain some more things to you. Bye. Bye.